continuing with our supernatural series today, um, living the life everyone's supposed to enjoy. So who believes God is a supernatural God? Amen. You know, and so that our natural lives, we should expect to see the supernatural happen. That's why we do testimonies about God's goodness every week now, just so we start to expect to see the supernatural happen in our life, to expect to see God to come and meet us. And last week, um, I wasn't here, I was up in Northland, but we had Sheridan come and he spoke on praise. And I listened to the, the message in my car and it was great. Um, and today we're talking about something else that starts with P. Um, prayer. Oh. I can't get that to work. Can you press? Oh, yeah, prayer. Sorry. That's not. Um, and um, I lost my chain of thought. Oh, yes, I know what we were going to do. And the kids, last term, the kids out there, they spent the whole term learning about the Lord's Prayer. Um, and the Lord's Prayer is great. Jesus said, when you pray, pray these things. Um, so I thought, actually, what we could do just to start today is to pray the Lord's Prayer together. So if you guys would stand, and um, let's, uh, Jesus said to pray this way, so let's do what Jesus said. So go, all together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Um, so that's what the kids learned about last term. And I'm sure, you know, we could actually spend all day speaking about this, but I'm not. I'm going to look at the scripture that we looked, uh, that um, Louise read at the start. And so if we go to James 5, I'm uh, going to start from verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the heavens came rain and produced its fruit. So I thought, huh, who's this guy Elijah? Elijah, it says here that Elijah prayed something, and it didn't, and it happened. And then he prayed something again, and it happened again. Wouldn't that be great? I'm sure all the cars in the car park would be a bit flasher if that happened, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, so we thought, and I've titled my message, Prayer Like Elijah. So what we're going to do now is look at Elijah's life and just see points of Elijah's life that relate to prayer and what we can learn about prayer from looking at Elijah. Um, so when you're studying the Bible, what's good to do is to look, to understand the context behind it, to understand, you know, um, when it was written, who it was written by, why it was written, and, and what was it like in the time of Elijah. 
Okay, so, uh, well, Elijah's story is found in the books of Kings, starts in, in 1 Kings 17 and goes all the way through to 2 Kings chapter 2. We're only going to look at the first chapters uh, 1 Kings 17 and 18 today, though. Um, Kings was traditionally written, they say traditionally it was written by Jeremiah, but biblical scholars aren't sure. They think it's probably somebody else. It's unknown. Um, and it's the books of Kings are a history of the, of the time of Israel. Um, specifically, when Elijah lived, Israel had been split into two kingdoms. So Judah was the southern kingdom, um, which the tribe of Judah in, which Jesus comes from. And if you read the history of Judah, they sort of followed the Lord. Some of the kings um, were sold out for God, and some of them weren't. And then you've got the kingdom of Israel up above, where basically they just forgot about God. But they were still part of the tribes of Israel, still God's people, but not living for him. And Elijah was called into the... Um, Elijah's life was in that northern kingdom of Israel. And at the time that he was um, a prophet there, we had King Ahab. Now, if you read the book of Kings, it talks about each of the kings of the Bible and it says they either did good in the eyes of the Lord or they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. But there's one king they pretty much say was the most evil king, and that's this guy. And the reason that Ahab was considered the most evil king is not necessarily because of Ahab himself, but because of his wife, Jezebel. Okay, And she was just pure badness, to be honest. Um, and she came, I don't know if you can see on the map, and my laser points, right up on the top left-hand corner, there's Tyre and Sidon. So she came from a neighboring country. Um, so, And God actually said, don't intermarry with foreigners because they will you know, drive you away from the Lord. And that's definitely what happened here. So she came from um, Tyre, and um, in Tyre, they worshipped this person named this God named Baal, and yes, he's holding a child for a good reason, which, yeah, and um, they'd sacrificed to Baal, and then they had this other goddess called Asherah, and that is the least lewd photo I could actually find of Asherah, because, and basically a god of sex, etc. And like, the, you know, they would, um, and the idea of you'd worship these fertility gods, and they would bring rain on the land, Okay, and so Jezebel was so intent on bringing her religion to Israel, she killed the prophets of the Lord. Okay, and this is where we start the story of Elijah, 1 Kings 17. Okay, and verse 1 it says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tish and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few words, except by next few years, except by my word. So here we have Elijah the prophet, who, as you know, the prophets of God are being slaughtered by Jezebel, comes and he's in direct opposition to Baal because, according to their um, this idol worship, Baal was the one that brought rain. Um, but actually, if you look in Leviticus chapter 26, it says, If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform 
my, and perform them, I will give you rain and seasons. The land shall yield its produce and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. So, you know, it's really God, the Lord God that brings um, the rain. But, you know, they were setting up these idols to do it instead. Okay, so just so that's where Elijah comes. So he brings this prophecy, but then, of course, he's in danger. So the Lord then leads him into the wilderness, um, into this ravine where he's miraculously fed by ravens. Okay, um, and then that stream dries up. So he is then, um, then the Lord then sends him up. Interesting place he sends him basically to where Jezebel lives. So back um, between Tyre and Sidon, there's a town called Zarapeth, and uh, um, God sends Elijah up there. And even Jesus makes note of the fact that there were actually plenty of widows in the land of Israel, yet um, Elijah was sent to a foreigner's place. And we don't have time to read the story, but there was, again, a miraculous provision of food for Elijah and for the widow that he was sent to. Okay, but then trouble comes. The son of the widow dies. And I just want to read um, 1 Kings 17 from verse 20 um, because Elijah sees this and then, then he cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, have you brought tragedy on this widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. The soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. The Lord heard the voice of Elijah. So that's my first point of prayer, is that God heard Elijah's voice. And he answered his prayer. He brought the, the, the boy back to life. And you know that God wants to hear your voice too? You know, that's the first key of prayer. So often we get caught up on how we should pray, you know, what we should pray, that we forget to pray. Like, what, what are some of the things that we, we, we believe about prayer? Well, for, for a start, you know, if, when you're praying, you need to sort of shut out all the distractions around you. So, so you've got to close your eyes. Of course, you've got to close your eyes to prayer. And you've got to want to kneel down before God. So you've got to bow down, kneel, kneeling before God. And then you've got to see anyone on TV, they're praying, they've got their hands um, in front of them. This is, this is how you pray, isn't it? Yeah? Just out of curiosity, who here likes to close their eyes to pray? Oh, yeah. And who here prays while driving? Oh, same people, guys. <laughs> yeah? So, no, if you're driving and you want to pray, go for it, but don't close your eyes, you know. So, so we don't have to close our eyes to pray because, really, the Lord just wants to hear our voice, okay? What other things about prayer? You know, Jesus says if you pray, go into a secret place, go into your closet to pray. What if we need God and we don't have a closet? Well, the reason, and once again, this is where context is key, um, the reason he said go into a secret place is some people were making a show of prayer. Look how holy I am because I'm praying, you know. And, and he said, well, actually, no, prayer is about a conversation with you and God. It's a, you know, so the reason he said go into a secret place is 
to make, you know, for these people who thought they were making a show of it. But if you don't have a secret place handy and you need to talk to God, pray. What about other things I've heard? Like, well, you've got to start, you know, about what we pray. Well, when you pray, it's good to praise. And we heard that message last week from Sheridan. Praise, you know, brings in the power of heaven. So if you're praying, you need to start with praise. And, and that's good. It's a good thing to do, but you don't have to. Prayer is a conversation with God. So, you know, what about, and sometimes you think, oh, well, I don't know how to pray for this. And, 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 you know, you hear all these teaching about you need to bind this and you need to, to loose this and you need to rebuke that. And so, oh, who's confused by all that? I oh, know I am, you know. Um, but God wants to hear your voice. So if you don't know how to pray or what to pray, just pray. And God, and I've seen people healed when people have rebuked the sickness from them and they've been healed. I've seen other people healed when people have just prayed, Lord, heal this person. So it doesn't matter what we pray, just pray, just talk to God. You know, God wants to hear your voice. God wants to, God wants you to invite him to speak into your circumstance. And another testimony I had this week is on Thursday, I think it was, I was doing a carving might have been Wednesday. Anyway, earlier this week I was doing a carving and it was going horrible, awful. I'll spare you the gory details, but it was not going well. And I thought, I'm taking ages. Better ring work. So I went, took my gloves off, went to the, I'm a veterinarian by the way, and, um, went to my truck, grabbed my phone, and oh, I had a text message from a friend and it said, can I ring you? And I, knowing who this friend was, I thought, ooh, something's wrong. You know, they don't, they don't generally send text messages like this. And I text back, sorry, carving a cow, I'll let you know when I'm finished. So went back to um, rung work, went back to the cow and thought, actually, something's wrong, something's amiss here. So I thought, I know, I'll pray for into this situation. So I, I, as I was carving the cow, I was praying, God, can you speak into this person's situation? And, and I was doing it under my breath because I didn't want the farmer to hear, and I didn't know what I was praying about. Okay, and I got back to my car after... I was, horrible carving, got back to my car and they said, don't worry, it's all sorted. And I text back, are you sure, you know, I can talk now? And big smiley face, no, nope, situation sorted. And smiley face, oh, oh that's good. So, so, so is it possible for you to pray about something which you have no clue what it's about, with your eyes open, under your breath, while carving a cow? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, because it, it happened to me this week. So that's right, the Lord wants to hear your voice. Cool, so we'll move on to chapter 18. Um, so it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain to the earth. Hmm. So this leads to the encounter on Mark, Mount Carmel. And so we're going to skip a, a few verses and then get to verse 20. And, and there's quite a bit of reading of Scripture here, and I, I thought I'd try and skip it, but I just, it just didn't make sense. So there's quite a few verses we're going to get through. Um, yeah, and that's actually my last slide, so I don't need that anymore. Um, so verse 20, so Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembles the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. 
But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. So he's saying, don't waver, you know. So when this relates to prayer, you need a single-mindedness to prayer. You know, remember who you're praying to. You're praying to the God that created the universe. You're praying to the God that loved you so much that he sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to earth to die for us. So just be confident in prayer. Have a single-mindedness that don't waver. Let's move on to the scripture. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. See, Elijah was outnumbered, yet he was confident. We read uh, in 1 John 4, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is of the, of, of the world. Yeah, so even though he was by himself, he was confident in God. However, being by himself wasn't actually a good thing for Elijah, because if we read on to verse 19, which we're not going to get to do today, he suffers burnout. And if you read into it, the principal reason he suffers burnout is because he's trying to do it alone. You know, he's trying to do it alone. But you don't need to do things alone. You know, if you've got a prayer need, if you've got a need, um, we're happy to pray for you. In fact, in about 10 minutes' time, I'm going to present an opportunity to come forward for prayer if you've got something you need prayer for. Um, We're going to sing another song. And also, it's good to pray together. It's good to pray with other people. And like next week, we have Miracle Sunday. Uh, Supernatural series, Phil, the other Phil, is going to talk on um, miracles. And we're believing that God's going to do miracles. And I thought, it's going to be good to pray into that. So normally on Monday night, we have a Zoom prayer meeting. But I said, no, we're not going to do it over Zoom this Monday night. We're going to meet here in the building. So I'd love as many of you can to come and meet here in the building at 7 o'clock, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray specifically for Miracle Sunday, that people be set free, that you know God's power and presence will be here. So love to see you here. Okay, let's move on to with the story. So get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put the wood, put on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you will call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God that answered by fire, he is God. Then the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull that was given to them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. They danced around the altar they had made. At, at, made. at noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and needs to be awakened. Here he was mocking them, eh? Mocking these people. Um, I just want to assure you guys that when you pray to God, pray to Jesus, he's not going to be sleeping. You know, he's going to be waiting to hear your voice. In fact, it says in Psalms 121, he who watches over Israel will neither slumbers nor sleep. Yeah, let's move on with the story. So they shouted louder and louder. 
They sh- and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Anyone want to convert to that? Gosh, no. <laughs> Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. But then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. So Elijah repaired the altar. And I just want to ask you, yes, we believe in the supernatural. But here we have Elijah doing something. I'm just wondering, is there an altar in your life that needs to be repaired? I mean, there's some things that we are relying completely on God to do. But then there's other things we actually need to do for themselves. You know? like I like to ride my bicycle, and I like to get faster on my bicycle. How much praying, of, Lord, Lord, I want to be faster on my bicycle. Please make me faster on my bicycle. You know, no, I need to ride my bicycle you know, to get faster on my bicycle. Okay, if you want to get fit, um, you need to go running or riding a bike or go to the gym. You can pray while doing that, as long as you keep your eyes open. Um, which, but, you know, there are some things we need to do for ourselves. What about writing a book? If you feel God's laid on your heart to write a book, you can't pray that into existence. You have to get your typewriter out. You know, or learning a new school if you want to, to play the bass like I do. You know, you do, you've got to do it. So, so yes, we are relying on God to do things, but there might be things that God requires you to do, just as he required Elijah to repair that altar. Let's move on. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the 12 tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the Lord's name, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two sears of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water, pour it on the offering on the wood. Do it again, he said. They did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. He in the trench. The water ran, ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. Wow. You know, often we try and help God. Here, Elijah's trying to hinder him. He was, he was just trying to make sure that it was God, you know, because it was a hot, dry thing, uh, season. So people, oh, it could have been spontaneous combustion or something. No, but no, he wanted to make sure that what God was going to do was only attributable to God. At the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and I have done these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so the people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burnt up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil, and licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah commanded, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah brought down to the Kershom body and slaughtered them there. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. So here's the... The, the story of the miracle of the sacrifice and the start of the rain coming. 
Okay, but how did that, how did that all come to being? As, as we read in James, you know, Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain, and he pra- then it didn't, and he prayed that it would rain, and it did. Well, it, the key is found in verse 1. It says, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. You see, Elijah prayed the things that the God told him to, and then the miraculous happened. You know, it wasn't Elijah's idea for the drought. It wasn't Elijah's idea for, for it to rain again. It was God's. God simply told Elijah, these are the things I want you to pray for. So what has God told you? You know, what, what, what's God told you in your life that you need to keep praying for, keep believing for? You know, we need to, to pray according to that. And you think, oh, well, if God's going to do it, why isn't he going to do it? Well, we actually have to align ourselves with what God has called us to do. Okay? I was talking about the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel before. And if you look at Jehoram, the first king of the northern kingdom, he has an awesome promise over his life. Uh, 1 Kings 11, 38, If you do whatever I command you and walk in obedience to me and do what is right in my eyes by obeying my decrees and commands as my servant David did, I will be with you. I will build a dynasty as enduring as the one I bought for David and I will give Israel to you. Did Jehoram walk in according to the promise God had in his life? No. We now know Jehoram as the man that built a golden calf. And that's all we know about him. He doesn't, have the, uh, he doesn't have the promise God had in his life because he didn't walk in agreement. So we need to walk in agreement and we need to pray in agreement with the things that God has given us. And that's uh, another way of agreeing with what God says to us is by praying Scripture. And um, in our prayer meetings, um, we have been finding as a church over the last year, year and a half, we've been praying Scripture and tomorrow night, when we pray into Miracle Sunday, I think we're going to base it on um, Kings 17 and 18. We're going to pray Scripture because of miracles that happened there and pray that into being for Miracle Sunday. So, but, so, but if you've got something that's an issue for you, you know, why not find a Scripture that's relevant to it and pray that into it? You know, and, and hearing from God. Um, don't have time to go into today, but we, as a church, I sp- spoke to Phil about this before he went on holiday. You know, we want you to be able to hear from God, because how can you pray, you know, what God's told you if you can't hear from God? So we're looking at getting resources available so that you can hear, um, hear from God better. And if it's something you want to know more about, just talk to me or talk to Phil when he, he gets back. Anyway, so, so moving on, we're, we're nearly there. Uh, we've a couple more voices to go. Uh, verse 43, 1 Kings 18, 43. Go, look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. So this speaks of expectation, speaks of persistence. Go back, you know. God has promised you something. Keep on looking for it. Keep on going back. Keep on praying for it. You know, and I want to. Um, I've been in Tiamudi coming up 20 years. It was the end of 2001 that I came to Tiamudi. I came for three months. I had a three month locum with one of the veterinary practices in town, and that was all I was planning on staying in Tiamudi. So 20 years later, I'm still here. But in the whole 20 years I've been here, there's been people meeting to pray for revival in Tiamudi. And for many years before that even. And they're praying for revival. And even though I'm like, oh gosh, are we still praying for this? 
you know, but no, go back, because they're praying because they believe that God has promised revival. Let's move on. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So I'm going to end it there. The next verse, it just says it rains, basically. Um, but that's a matter of recognizing the start of the answer. You know, he sees a small cloud, just as small as a man's hand. But he, ah, that's it. That's it. That is the start of the answer. You know, and I, I actually believe, we're talking about revival here, I believe that there's a change in the atmosphere. There's a small cloud on the horizon in our town that people are starting to look at the work of the church and look at the word of, a, of works of God in a different way that they have before. And that is the start of a small cloud rising for, for revival in our town. But hey, what's the dry period and area in, in your life? You know, what's the drought? What's the thing that you're believing for? Um, we're going to sing an, another song now, and as we do, um, I'm going to, um, you know, just think about that, and, and, and if there's something you want to pray for during that song, believe uh, a miracle for, that's fine. And if you want to come forward for one of us elders or Louise to pray for you, we're more than happy to do it. And as I was praying into this message, I was praying, Lord, is there anything in spe specific that you want to minister into today? And I just had the sense that he was wanting to, to minister in the area of restoration of relationships. So if that's something, if you've got someone you're estranged to and you really need God to work in there, then, then please come for prayer or pray for that. So anyway, um, we're going to sing a song, There is a Cloud. Um, please um, come forward for prayer if you need it, and thank you for coming.